0: This episode is sponsored by Kangaroo Jack Fitness, personal training that
1: goes above and beyond to get the best results for you. Before this episode begins, we'd just like to express our deepest sympathies uh, to Amelia Sala's family and friends, and for everyone involved at the Flamengo fire at the football training centre. Uh, for everyone involved, we hope that everyone's okay, and our deepest wishes uh, with everyone there. It's game time. Sorry, we've been absent. We've all been really busy, but we're back uh, with all the Premier League fixtures coming up for this week. Um, it's a lot to talk about. Very exciting. And with Danny and Alan, how are you boys doing? I apologise for nothing. But I'm good.
0: Listen to that studio crisp quality.
1: I know it's great, isn't it? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 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 back to crackly voices next week. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till you hear the phone. The phone quality. Um, so we've got all the Premier League matches coming up uh, this weekend. Um, I'm going to start, City-Chelsea, the big one. City now have gone top of the Premier League uh, over Liverpool. Liverpool, of course, got a game in hand. Um, How do you see it going? are not going
2: to build up to the big game, huh? Just going to blow our load with the uh, (laughs) league's game first. Um, Yeah, huge game in the context of each of their seasons as well. Um, Yeah, City have a chance to put a lot of pressure on Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand, have a chance to justify trying to bring in
0: Gonzalo Higuain to make it work.
1: Well, he scored two goals uh, in the last. So
2: it's
0: five
1: nil. Well, we can talk about that again briefly.
0: Brilliant finishes, though.
1: Oh yeah, anyway. I mean, second. This Higuain's second goal was a deflection, but it was still mental how it went into like how it sort of looped over the keeper.
0: And the thing is, and it's unfortunate for Alvaro Morata, but you can already see the way Hazard and Higuain are linking up, and just they just know what each other want, and that never really seemed to happen between them. and and Murata, and I think there's a record already if you look at passes between certain players on the Chelsea team Higuain has already made more pass combinations with Hazard than Murata did during his time there oh it's it's great to
1: see a striker that can move like as an attacker should do as opposed to sort of standing offside
2: yeah you're exactly right it's exactly what Hazard wanted and he hasn't had it yet Because the only uh, striker that's been at Chelsea in his reign capable of that was Costa, and he was far more busy trying to annoy every other player in the opposition (laughs) team. That was his primary goal: getting other people yellow cards.
1: Or think about stupid dressing room games to play where you like throw things at each other.
0: Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. That was.
1: I don't know if you've seen the video of it, like from a few years ago, when he sat in the dressing room. And they all have to, like, he makes everyone take their shirt off and they have to throw things at each other. And then when it's his go, he runs away. <laughs> it's also the thing we talked about a few weeks ago when he was at, um, in Madrid, when he fire extinguished uh, Theo um, Hernandez's yeah, bizarre. coat. And then he did it, Hernandez got his own back by fire extinguishing Costa's um, Range Rover.
2: He's, he's top of my picks, by the way, to go on a night out with. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. Um, so, yeah, that's the Chelsea game. Um, <laughs> but no, this is a real test because, uh, as we said about. One thing that's been levelled about Chelsea is I haven't been able to finish off these moves, and this would be a good test against uh, a well team, like, uh, a well-drilled team like City.
1: Well, the reason I brought it up first was because obviously City now on uh, more points than Liverpool are. Liverpool have got the game in hand against them, um, but they've got Bournemouth, which you'd expect them to win. Now, you know it's the Premier League, anything can happen, but uh, Liverpool tend to perform against Bournemouth. Salah normally scores quite a few goals. Uh, in those sort of matches, so if you're a fantasy Premier League player, <laughs> um, sticking the captaincy on him. But you know they've got uh, a chance to go back um, back to the top. Whether City arguably have a much more difficult opposition against Chelsea. Um, it, you know, obviously it's a must win for Liverpool. Do you think you know if they win this, they're really showing that they can win the title? They have some fight, or
0: they're not playing well at the moment. So I think getting a result against a Bournemouth team which is so hot and cold, it's unbelievable. You get the performance that they play against Chelsea and then you just see them go down to to Cardiff. So who will get out of that Bournemouth side, we're not sure. But I think Liverpool have got to get back on the winning winning ways. I mean, obviously, as a West Ham fan, you'd have probably been ecstatic with that point. Liverpool got lucky. Their goal should have been disallowed, full stop. And, And West Ham gave them a real go, as have many teams over recent weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If, if you asked me directly after the game, I would have said West Ham battered them. <laughs> and it was absolute pure dominance. Um, but We played very well in that game, but really it was more down to Liverpool just not looking like Liverpool. I mean, for a variety of reasons. Firstly, their defence. I mean, it's, that's been a hallmark of their title charge this year, hasn't it? That they've been so stable and they just haven't looked like shipping goals. But against us, there was, there was five free kicks in a row where we should have scored. And that was just looping it over the back of the defence. And it just didn't look very well organised at all. And it's weird that, I mean, Van Dijk was playing, but it's becoming maybe apparent that it, well the, the absence of Gomez and Lovren mm. is quite, quite a big impact as well because Matic is all arms and legs and, <laughs> and not particularly effective at all. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. Liverpool have to find a, a way of winning when they're not playing particularly well, perhaps. Because that was a hallmark of... Man, great man, new sides that they would just mm. grind out one 0 results, scrappy wins. Um, Mourinho so, sides. Well, Mourinho, Mourinho well. sides were just assured for the whole thing. Yeah. They were just consistent for the whole season, and City were just dominant throughout. Liverpool have to find their own way of winning this title because at the moment they're like a nervous wreck. Yeah, and they're so yeah. emotionally led, and it's been said to death that the whole City wants it so badly that it's almost in touching distance now, and it's like they're pressing the panic button. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, two things then. So first of all, you mentioned um, like sort injuries, of course, Alexander Arnold's out <laughs> as well um, coming back to fitness. So they had to play Milner right back. Obviously, he got sent off in the FA Cup match
0: or... Sent off in Palace, yeah. When... Palace.
1: So like, you know, he's obviously had issues there um, trying to fill in defensively. That's one issue. But why do you think they are suddenly like dropping? And it's not been like, well, it's not. it's not really been a sudden drop. It's sort of been a slow decline of they're not getting the results they're used to. And then, what do they need to do to either grind out the results scrappily or start playing better football? The
0: thing is, there's always been that, that thing levelled at Jurgen Klopp's sides that they get tired toward the latter part of the season. And I know we're not in the latter part of the season yet. It's, it's February. Your side should be pretty much uh, 50... i know, I'll say like 70%. The, the tank is still very full there. But without a winter break in England it may have affected Jurgen Klopp's sides more. I mean, look at how his team played last season. He played very, very well. They did very well to get into the top four, but a lot of people leveled that they weren't defensively good enough. He's brought in the defensive aspects in terms of a record-breaking goalkeeper at the time and then a record-breaker defender as well. And they still seem to be struggling defensively. I think his teams just get very, very tired at, at certain points in the season. And I don't think the injuries have come at a right time for him. Because like you said, was it the 18-year-old or the 17-year-old Camacho's had to come on in a few games? And that's probably not what you want in, in a title race. You want to be bringing on 18-year-olds to blood them, not because you have to. Mm.
2: I wonder if he's rotated the front three enough.
0: Yeah, honest, And
2: there's been a lot of forced rotation in the defence, and, that, mm. and that's through injuries. There's absolutely nothing you can do about that. And they've got sort of a decent depth of midfield options now, don't they? With sort of Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, they can rotate a bit with that. The front three, to my knowledge, he hasn't really utilised Sturridge as a starter, e- even against smaller teams where there's maybe scope to to start. Them. It's been that same front three almost for most of the games, and I wonder if you sort of start running out of ideas as a front three, you need to mix it up a little bit more um, mm-hmm. because they, you're right, they, it could be nerves. They could just be shattered. Um, there's every possibility.
1: Um, well, like their their philosophy is they need to press and win the ball back really quickly, and if you've got you know like Salah, Firmino, and Mane who are like all quick players, then pressing and tiring themselves out, winning the ball back, it's going to have an effect later on. And if we're seeing that now, that doesn't bode well for the sort of next three months.
2: Like emotionally as well, when you've got Jurgen Klopp sprinting onto the field, in December, <laughs> less than halfway through the season, like emotionally, you're not like drained by the time he gets to March almost. Yeah. Can you even sustain that for the whole year? Yeah. If you're getting that hyped
0: from that early on,
1: like you've got to be a bit more measured.
0: It was in a really good tap-in from Origi though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: smashing <laughs> No, I just, I think it's quite, I think you're telling, like, they've used Shaqiri a little bit, Um, they've sort of gone from 4-3-3 to 4-2-3-1, um, but I think, like, we did talk about how their midfield is a lot more, sort of, a lot stronger, a lot, a lot more depth there, but, like, Kaida hasn't done that well, like, if you look at stats-wise, he really hasn't, but, sort of, everyone was expecting this sort of great box-to-box midfielder link-up play, and he's not really provided that as much, Milner slotting in at right-back hasn't helped, Henderson's been out-injured, Um, Fabinho's been... Decent, but isn't that creative going forward as well? Um, I think Wayne Alden's probably been their style creative midfielder in that team. But like, are they lacking some sort of super talent in midfield? Like, they haven't got a David Silver or Kevin De Bruyne to to link the play up like as fluidly as City do. Is it just sort of a strong defense and a strong attack, but nothing in between?
0: The thing is, I think with them, their front three is so so good that. You don't always need to have a player who's who's clever and can pick locks because you saw it last season with Salah. At times, it was just giving him the ball in a position, yeah. and and he would do the lock picking himself. I think Firmino is that creative player for them because he doesn't play the the sort of traditional striker role. He plays that sort of false nine where he gets in between the lines and and he gets most of the so-called assists if you're going to call them that for for the sort of wider players. So I don't know if if they need a. a technically creative player I think they probably just wanted Kaita to do more because I yeah. think a proper workhorse midfielder Fabinho sitting there and breaking up play and then Kaita and then maybe Wijnaldum just bombing up getting getting the ball and, and distributing it is probably what they need and, and what they'd benefit more from than than someone who could maybe pick locks
2: Can I just point out one thing again? Because I know we've said a lot about this, but it is 25 games into the season for them, (laughs) and they are joint top. Yes, (laughs) that is is true. With a game in hand. That is true. They are smashing it still, Liverpool. They've only lost one game all season. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's not bad, bad. It's just worth pointing out that maybe they've faltered in the last. Couple of games, yeah. but they're still having it's, an amazing. Someone,
1: someone mentioned on Sky Sports the other day though that like City have lost quite a few games that, by City standards, like they lost to Leicester and Chelsea and someone else, and they're still top on points, like joint top on points, and like they've lost those games. It's almost like sort of Liverpool can't lose. But City can lose and can still win it almost. Well,
2: it's, it's the drawing. It's the drawing yeah. that'll kill you. Because I think it was 2008-2009, Liverpool missed out on the title by just a couple of points. But they only lost one game the whole season. But they drew, It was like, I, I can't remember how many, but it was an incredible amount of games they drew. And that'll kill you eventually. Because yeah. you turn half of those into wins, you're well in front. I mean, it's a reflection on the fact Tottenham haven't drawn a game yet. They've lost a bunch, far too many to <laughs> theoretically be title challengers, but they're only five points off the top because they haven't drawn any games. They've won the rest of them. It was 11 draws. 11 season. draws,
0: which was just far too many. That's mental. Manchester yeah. United lost four games that season, who won the league title, but they only drew six. So, so
2: 11 draws, you could win four, lose seven, and still, and it. you'd have more points yeah. than that. So draws will kill yeah.
1: you. I, like, I'll ask you a very hypothetical question now. If you're a member of the Liverpool board or the Liverpool chairman, and you don't win the title this season. What do you do? Do you stick with Klopp? And obviously, who's obviously done incredibly oh, well. Back him further. Yeah, bad. yeah, and pay back. No, I'm. But, but I just yeah. it's a genuine thing. Like if he's not been able to win the title with what is a brilliant team, because maybe you're right. He's like, bottled it, or he's emotionally drained his players, or physically. Do you do you back him one hundred percent? Give him exactly the players he wants, and let him get on with his thing. Do you have a chat to him, think like, oh, you need to change your philosophy a little bit, and these are the players we want to bring in, or I mean, I don't think anyone would actually suggest sacking. But
2: I don't think anyone's in,
1: that, no. in their but, right to. But suggest li- there's a question there mm-hmm. if they lose. To what do the Liverpool board do?
0: Thing is, though, you remember Liverpool were absolutely dominant before the Premier League, and then went through this barren run. And what he has done whilst he's been there has been nothing short of incredible. He got them to a Champions League final where they were unlucky to lose their best player to injury, which probably cost them. But they were in that game if it yeah. weren't for a few mistakes. He got them into a top four, which has been statistically probably one of the most challenged top fours in any league with the amount of teams that you've got there. He's got them comfortably in a title race and probably favourites in a title race this season as well. And they're still in the Champions League. There's no way come the end of the season, if they've got no trophies, you'd sack him. You'd give but, him more money and bring in someone else that he needs. And he's, I mean, he spent a lot, but the net spend's still not big. Liverpool just posted yeah.
2: record profits, I believe. World record profits for 140 million or something like that. Uh, that's largely supplemented by Coutinho, but yeah. it, it's yeah. not as if they're not spending money they don't have, and they have spent a fair amount. But so have Chelsea, Man U, City, yeah, West yeah. Ham, yeah. and we are nowhere near. West Ham.
0: <laughs> I think beautifully summed up as well was uh, a journalist from I'm not sure what publication asked James Milner if uh, everything was all right at Liverpool and, and how he felt. And James Miller just replied, I feel great. We're top at February. I'm yeah. grand, thanks. And just walked yeah. off. It's for They're a lot of those right. players, they
1: haven't been able to, you know, they've never like had that before. I think Milner's the only player in that squad that's won the Premier League. I think, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, and they don't have the experience that um, yeah. City do in doing it. Again, which might play a, a bigger part later on. But... Um, Storage. No. <laughs> no, he hasn't, has, he? Uh, has
0: well, he? He's played for City and Chelsea, but, but not, not at the times they've won
1: titles. I think, I, I think, I think it point. is. I think it is just uh, James Milner, which yeah. is right. quite a weird indictment, seeing that James Milner's won a Premier League Steve and Stephen Gerrard hadn't. <laughs> um, one quick note: Do Bournemouth have a chance against them?
0: At Bournemouth, I, I like them as a team I like The way Eddie Howe gets them playing, they seem to just, like I said before, they're they're very hot and cold. Depends what type of Bournemouth team turns up on the day, but. Yeah, Dominic Solanke made his debut, I think, the other day, and, and he could be a, an asset to them. I think they'll probably be just not up for it against City, who who have probably got the bit between their teeth now, especially with Liverpool not playing great. So, no for Bournemouth. But you never know. I like Bournemouth. Tom will argue with you. <laughs> yes, he will. Solanke will come through. Uh, against to be his fair, club. Charlie Daniels scored an absolute banger against City <laughs> a few years ago. So, if you could do that again, that'd be uh-huh. great. Uh-huh.
1: Well, they've got Callum Wilson and David Brooks out for that match as well, still. Um, So, they've got to play with. King and maybe Solanke up top as well, so it might genuinely might struggle.
0: I like David Brooks. I'm just going to say that now. He's a very he's a very nifty little so, player yeah, for like 12 million pounds from Sheffield as well. Yeah. He's he's proper, not on it. from the
1: doctor's bench though. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. So, Fulham versus Manchester United.
0: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a cue for me. Sorry. No, no, I'm just I'm just
1: quite interested. Like again, it's a, it's a game. United should comfortably win, um, but again, I just want to put like. You were shocking at the start of the season. And now shocking. you're in this... I <laughs> Just just to remind you of that, I just get joy from seeing your face. But you're now fifth. You're two points off Chelsea here in fourth. Like, and with Fulham, you know, a side you should come to at Craven Cottage, whether it's Chelsea have got to go to the Etihad. Like, surely this is top four for you now, for the first time of the season?
0: I think the most important thing is just carrying on playing the football that United are playing. I don't think it really... We should beat Fulham and would and be especially with the way we're playing, should steamroll Fulham. But yeah, I think it's most important to just carry on the insane football. And remember, we do have PSG next week. Yeah. So there can be some, some sort of distractions there. But fantastic work from, from Ollie Because like you said, it was dire at the beginning of the season. Paul Pogba's got six goals and five assists since Oli came in. Marcus Rashford is just Marking one Marino player. Mourinho on. <laughs> <So laughs> Literally. So is Rashford. <laughs> Marcus Rashford's just one player of the month. they oh. the, manager of the month for Ollie as well for the first time
1: since Ferguson since Ferguson there's pictures of him and burbatov with like also Ferguson and Burbatoff with like player of the month and manager of the month awards and then it's just a picture of a solsha next to him like Didn't that's mental
2: after. and jose mourinho's head butting ice somewhere in russia <laughs> <laughs> just crying did
0: you see the video of him signing the photos afterwards the most depressing thing—it's okay. just him with a massive stack of his own face, just signing, <laughs> and, and there's no one there. He's just signing them into a pile. <laughs> <To> the <laughs> no hello darkness, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> I can actually do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose, Jose. But you know, I think it should be a United win. Fulham will probably play off the fact that United really struggled against Burnley at home when Burnley proper strangled the game and mm. Fulham did it quite well against Tottenham at Craven Cottage a couple of weeks back and were unlucky to lose and Mitro is a, is an absolute unit Mitrovic is and and I fear for our defenders who have been very good and Phil Jones has just signed a new contract but the last person he wants to come up against is Mitrovic because that man makes things difficult for you yeah,
2: I mean, there's there's a lot to dissect there. Not least the fact that <laughs> Phil Jones, I believe, no there was the words "world smile, class" bandied about when he was signing the contract, which is bizarre. And Solskjaer's obviously not got the tactical nous we thought he did. <laughs> Thank you. That. It's a bit delayed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'll do.
1: Um, I'll have, I'll crack that out later on.
2: Yeah, but I mean. You, the only hope you'd say for Fulham, yeah, is if Mitro turns up and has a great day. Or Ryan Babel, who's turning out to be yeah. a <laughs> sensationally good signing for uh, Fulham. He looks Whoever
1: really that dangerous. Fulham scout is that's gone out and signed, oh, I think we should get Ryan Babel.
0: Yeah. What a man.
1: That's mental. But, I mean, they're just adding to their player list. Like, I still worry for Fulham. I just don't think they'll survive being relegated. I just, I, like, no. It would be so hard for them if losing, like, what did they spend? Over £100 million? Too summer. much
2: money. Well, over 100. I mean, parachute payments like 40 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> the, they might as well go to a casino and gamble, like, yeah. put it all on black. Just to Bet Mitrovic. And that still won't cover it. No, um, it's
1: mental. They, th- they will really struggle if they get relegated. Like, genuinely struggle.
2: One thing I was going to ask you, Danny. At this point, if you had to decide, would you give Oli the contract on a permanent basis? Tim asked me this. I asked you this last week. Tim asked me this last <laughs> week. I know, well... <laughs>
0: And we'll ask it every week from now on See, I just love the way he's got united both playing, and all the players seem genuinely happy so so why not honestly what what good comes as if the rest of the season continues like this and and it's not going to be all this high because it's mm. been amazing if if the rest of the season continues and he finishes fifth, let's say for example, doesn't get into the top four what is the what is the necessary need to destabilize all those players again by bringing someone else in when you can go? You've done a very good job. Go on then. We'll back you in a transfer market. Sign who you want to sign. Continue playing the football. Because it's not... I, Ollie gets a lot of it and, and it's fantastic. Well played to him. But the fact that Mike Phelan is back in as well, I think has played a, a, huge a, part. a massive The thing. consortium of him, Carrot. Every time they yeah. score a
2: goal, it's like <laughs> a little team huddle <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> They're
0: like, we did good.
2: I do wonder slightly if there's still a slight legacy of Mourinho. And that yeah, organisation. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you hopefully came up again. I had it
3: planned.
2: But in terms of that organisation, but then combined with, you know, they're very free on the Solskjaer. And I wonder if that's going to drift away slightly. Not to bring West Ham into every conversation, but we were so organised under Allardyce. And then when um, Billich came in, we then just were allowed to play with a lot of freedom and it was quite a good yeah. feeling, but we still... like quite defensively organised. But after two years, all the players have basically forgotten yeah. all of that training. We were horrible and shipping goals all over the place. And
1: there's well, I've a few I've other heard, examples maybe. I've heard that. Paul Ince is available. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't heard his comments this week, he could, or last week, he could have done the exact same job that Solskjaer has done at United, considering his, he has lost the last what, eight games or something of his managerial career?
3: Is,
0: is Paul Lintz okay? Cause he was, but you know, Paul Lintz said on, I think it was the BT show, he was like, yeah, I reckon I could have, I could have gone in there and, and, and given it a go. No, Paul. But Stephen... B- he has reiterated it since. Yeah. And backed it up. Like... <laughs> Stephen Warlock on the show was like, no, man, <laughs> no,
2: you couldn't, no. Testament to Burnley, though, in that game. They are back in that sort of Sean Dice fighting spirit.
0: They're, they haven't lost in six or seven or something. They're doing brilliantly because last year they were on it for the whole season.
1: Yeah, and it's well, in, yeah. we were talking about like Tarkovsky and me, and their defense was incredible. Where they just were so solid, and now
0: thing is though, and we've said this before, and so I don't want to go too deep into it. As great as last season was for Burnley and, and brilliant, they got to the highest place finish since like the nineteen sixties and the Europa League campaign. Brilliant for them not a sustainable method of football to win games by one goal to nil not conceding
1: ever
2: yeah
0: (laughs) it's not a sustainable you can't line your teams up to go don't worry boys we'll never concede again because it's it's come back to hurt them welcome to italian football in the 80s oh you must
1: (laughs) um so i was just looking up uh paul into his managerial record uh last club blackpool when he um managed from 2013 to 2014 played 42 games lost uh, 15, drew 15 112 with a win percentage of 28.6%. And he could have done the same job that
0: Solskjaer has done at United.
2: He's not,
1: not exactly Johan Cruyff, is he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: doesn't have an arena his, named after him. Uh,
1: his win percentage of his entire managerial career is 41%.
0: I mean, that's not shabby. Most managers sort of average in and around that, to be fair. but Harry that uh, Birmingham would have killed for that.
1: <laughs> Macclesfield, two stints at MK Dons, Blackburn, Notts County, and Blackpool.
0: I mean, it's not a, it's not a list of a the pence. only team who was over
1: 50% win ratio was MK Dons in 2007-8.
0: I just my, my lasting memory of Paul Lintz. great player, by the way, absolutely fantastic player, is just that day of on Match of the Day where they zoomed in on the piece of paper and he just wrote, shoot inside the box. <laughs> 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 and that, that is my memory of Paul Lintz. Cheers, boss. more <laughs> shots. Good
1: talk. Great tactics. Uh, let us move on to Watford-Everton. Uh, quite an interesting match. Uh, Everton and Marcus Silver. Starting to get in a bit of trouble. Um, the Black Cat really brought their omen,
3: uh, <laughs> the last <laughs> oh, weekend.
1: Nice um, but no, Watford have been looking pretty good this season. Daniel, the Watford expert, being at like
0: most of their games, <laughs> they shouldn't struggle against Everton, right, at home. This is a bit of a derby because obviously Marco Silva mm. was tapped up, so to speak, by by uh, Everton during his time at Watford, where things went a little bit sour. Richarlison made the big money move across to Merseyside as well. So it's it's going to be an interesting one. You'd probably say they're they're both uh, in and around the eighth and ninth Watford the higher point between them. Point between them. Everton have been playing some abysmal football recently, mm. and and I don't know. Did you see what happened with some of the Everton fans against City in midweek? They wanted them to lose. They didn't want to go because they wanted their team to lose. It's disgusting. Which is the behavior. weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's not a football issue. It's just people are idiots. But right, it's but just
1: disgusting. Like, can you imagine playing for your team and you want your fans not turning up because they want you to lose? Which yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Like that—that that signifies everything. That you know, the reason they're not playing very well is if the fans aren't backing them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Everton are not playing well whatsoever. No. Marco Silva—I I don't really know what he can do, to be honest, because. I mean, Andre Gomez scored an absolutely brilliant oh, goal stunning. and then it looked like they got mm. back in the game against Wolves and then just didn't do anything else for the rest of the game. And, and that seems evident. They just l- lost.
1: I think if yeah. they're playing well, they can play really well. Like, Richarlison at the start of the season was great. Like, he was banging goals in. They had a lot of talent. Like, Walcott was playing well. Um, but I think when they are not so playing so fluidly, I think their defence comes up quite short. Um, and they've like, been battered a few l- times. Later, Wayne like, still isn't playing and gave away a penalty at the weekend. So yeah, yeah. They, they do get destroyed. I think the defence really isn't strong <laughs> enough at all, um, which is painful because i really like Kazuma, but he's, he's in there and really struggling.
2: Think, yeah, they've spent a lot of money. They've got a very, very talented squad. Um, and they play, like you said, when they're on the up and they're, they're not backs against the wall and they're on the front foot, they play some beautiful football, but it is when they come across well drilled, organised teams. Um, it seems to come a cropper. Well, it and... wasn't
1: too long ago that we were saying that Everton, or at least Everton fans, were saying that they want to be a top six side. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like consistently seventh, you know, scuffing big wins against the top six, and now, you know, ninth isn't too bad. But like playing the way they are, I mean, they've played a game more than everyone else, so they can get leapfrogged by several teams uh, this weekend. But like you'd expect, you know, you expect Everton to be playing really well and not losing games like that. So like when they are getting battered, like you know, it puts it. It's weird. It... Are we saying that Allardyce was... No,
0: a... <laughs> no one's mentioned in his name. No one has mentioned his name.
1: Puff Malin, like...
2: <laughs> time, yeah? no, one,
0: no one has mentioned his name in the Everton fold. They don't oh. want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got their man. And, uh... <laughs> they've got a man that doesn't forget games that he managed for the club, <laughs> Sam Allardyce. Uh, he was interviewed by someone and they were asking like, his favourite games, his, his least favourite games, um, said that his favourite win as England manager was against uh, a team that they didn't play. Obviously, only played one game. He only played one game. And he said, I, England beat Slovakia by one goal to nil. Yes, yeah. Lallana. He's, he said Slovenia. Um, he said his, oh, haven't we all done that, though? <laughs> he, he said his favourite win as Everton manager was after he got fired. He, he, he made a game where they won after he'd been fired. And it was actually the caretaker manager that won it. <laughs> and he also said that they signed Czech Tosun from uh, a, play, a t- team in France and they'd signed him from Turkey it's been a rough couple of years he's had a lot of <laughs> pints of wine <laughs> <laughs> but actually going back to the football in terms of that game I think it'll be a real test for Watford as well because they're playing some really decent football this year but they consistency wise they just keep sort of mm. a, a bit like a better Bournemouth just keep sort of flicking right and left of, of the of the line They've drawn a lot of games recently. They'll want to win this one, especially with how much it'll mean to the fans as well with, with Marco Silva and, and Richarlison. One thing I wanted to say about Everton, it's kind of like when you start a football manager career and they give you loads of money and you just spend it on big names. Yeri Mina came in for a lot of money. Lucas Digne, who's actually impressed quite a lot. Yeah, he's, in, he's, he's injured it in, though, isn't he? He got suspended. Oh, he got so, suspended. But he'll be back for that game. Um, Andre Gomez in on loan. Csic Tarsun, as I mentioned before. Richardson, but he scored 10 goals, so justified. It feels like maybe he just needs to bed that team in a little bit more. Uh, You're right, they've got an outrageous
2: squad, as it were, of talent. The Brazilian uh, is quite a skinny fella. Al Bernard. Bernard, Bernard. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a classic football manager, by the way. But yeah, they just have this depth of talent, probably enough for two first-elevens that would probably be a top-10 side, by the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you just have to find a way to keep, well... Bed them in a bit better, and it's quite attacking heavy, isn't it? They've bought yes. all the midfielders, yes, that were probably all in the range, range of 20 to 30 midfielder. million.
1: Right. Yeah, well, is Silver's job in danger then? If like they are ninth, like that's not bad, um, top off the table, but they were where they expect to be,
2: they worked way too hard to get him. You yeah, of caused too much fuss, and Watford will be testament to that. They will give him at least another year, they've spent too much money as well. To abandon, I think he must be on a sizable contract, i guessing. I'd assume Did so they chuck, get him from They probably chucked like five years at him, right? Adds to the fact they've, they've invested a lot yeah, in this manager. Yeah. He's meant to be, they, know, they saw him as a long term yeah, yeah, as a long term manager. They think of him as their man to put Everton to the next level. And uh, yeah, they, they'll give him a lot more time. Yeah.
1: So Everton, ninth with 33 points. One of the teams that could uh, leap from them at the weekend are Leicester, but they've got Tottenham uh, at Wembley still. Um, not at White Hart Lane uh, because it's not ready, and I don't know if it ever will be at this point. Because it was supposed to be like in the summer, and then it got delayed three times, and it's still not ready. <laughs> They're still sorting out the micro breweries. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there all the really things with the fancy pints and stuff that you can pour? Oh, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love those. But well, you put the plastic cup on the thing, and it all just fills up from the. Ah,
0: oh, this is football. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. The thing, the thing is with that, and this is heavily off topic, but. When that video came out and f- fans were like, oh, Tottenham fans were like, this is amazing. This-. It was literally the exact argument that iPhone users and Android users have been having for years. Tottenham being the iPhone users going, oh my God, this is amazing. And every other fan in football going, this has been around for like five years. <laughs> yeah. like, this isn't a new thing. <laughs> All they have to do is look at festivals. Exactly. Like, they're, they're
1: everywhere, but um, Alan's clearly
0: excited. Um, <laughs> he just likes beer. Tottenham win. Uh, you know what, Leicester played really decently in this. certainly not a Tottenham draw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we can confirm. That would just, just write you off as a pundit. <laughs> Thing is, like, Tottenham, very good at winning games late. There's not, it's not a coincidence that they don't draw games. It's because mm. they keep grinding away and mm. they have that special, special man, Hyung min Son. Just... Lorente. Yeah, Diego, you're... <laughs> not Diego. Fernando Lorente. Diego's another one. Who actually looked okay yeah. in, in
2: Spell Sorrente in the end, in, in Kane's absence. And well,
1: he'll, he'll miss a sitter and then go and score in the 89th minute. Sure. But yeah. that's what they need him to do. Like, yeah. They need him to score that late-minute winner. And it is just a header that he's bundled through between two players.
2: And Tottenham certainly looked better with that focal point. Because I think they tried Moura in like a false nine yeah. for a mm, bit. And that like. just didn't... Tottenham are so used to... They've spent the last three years with the target man. And that sort yeah. of focal point. And yeah. then... sort. Lorente's just can sort of fit into that mold quite nicely. I I mean, they played
1: with Son when Kane was out last season, they played with Son, and that's why he really rose to prominence as he filled in for Kane and started scoring Mm. goals. So they can do it, but I think you're right. I think they need a Lorente up front and then a sort of the players behind him. Like Son will sit three yards off Lorente, but Lorente can go with the defence and Son can sit in the pocket in front of the centre backs and just do what he does. Like if you watched uh, the match last week against Newcastle where they were really struggling to score because Newcastle just sat back completely and did play really well in that match. But Lorente was sat on the centre-backs and Son sat just on the edge of the penalty area, got the ball and just kept dribbling around because he had that pocket of space. Like mm. if you've got the players behind, then he really struggled to get shot off. But eventually through a Debravka mistake, he you know, he got the winner. But um, it is vital how they, like, it's obvious how they miss Kane when um They've, you know, when Son's doing that, and they can only score one goal in like the eighty-fifth minute. When you, you know, Kane's movement would have
0: easily got them a couple. The thing is that Newcastle are a hard team to beat. They are. They, they, don't concede many goals. Rafa does, especially against the big boys. Rafa really shuts up shop, but. But the funniest thing I think I found from that game is a uh, Urente blaming the sun for missing that header. Is my fa- oh, yeah. is my favorite thing when footballers blame things like the grass. Like the where'd co- that come from? <laughs> yeah. Who put that there? <laughs> the What's that big ball of fire well, in the sky. That's I
1: mean that's Klopp's thing though that's come out. Is Klopp always seems to blame it on the wind or the grass yeah. or like there's about five different headlines been blaming sort of the environment for not winning matches. Um, the only time I can ever like back some for that was when. Um, was it Tottenham played City at uh, Wembley after they had the NFL game there? And oh. the pitch was like playing on your playground at school when the ball bounced 10 foot oh, in the air.
2: And it was after the Anthony Joshua fight. And oh, i <laughs> see <laughs> the rig. It was so little grass <laughs> and so much, like it, it was like playing in a,
0: a park. Wasn't it? It <laughs> and Messi like, like, still yeah. absolutely ran the show in that game as well. Oh, yeah. But for, for Leicester versus Tottenham, if we were heavily sidetracked, I think it will probably be a Tottenham win. Leicester were a really good value for their money after they went 1-0 down to Manchester United. Mm. And they really gave it a good go. But the, the fact that they lack any sort of concentration in the first like, 20 minutes of games, United could have been 2-0 up. And against Spurs, you cannot do that because especially Son, two goals in two games since coming back from the Asian Cup. And then the likes of Lucas Mora looks like he's back to full fitness now again. And Llorente, if he does start, they will hurt you. Big yeah, well, yeah. I think
1: it uh, goes underrated about Tottenham actually, is how good Ericsson is and how important he is. Like, you watch a Tottenham match and, like, ignore the highlights match there. If you watch the match, he picks the ball up, what, at like 40 yards from goal? He can put a ball on someone's head from that distance perfectly. And he's like, without them, he, Tottenham would not be the team they are now, especially missing. Now, the fact that missing Kane, they need his creativity. Um, I think he could probably walk into any Premier League team other than maybe City at the moment. But, like, I mean,
2: he's been linked to Barcelona. Hmm. Yeah, in yeah. recent memory, hasn't he? But,
1: uh, I think he did, he did well at Barcelona, but yeah. like his delivery and his creativity is so, so good. It does go understated. What yeah. would
0: be interesting as well, you mentioned the link of Eriksen off to Barcelona. I suppose very interested in Leicester's James Madison. Apparently in the newspapers, about around 40 million. Leicester wouldn't mind um, parting company with him. So this will be an interesting game to see if Madison can sort of step up in the, in the big games. But Eriksen is such a talent. If it's anything like West Ham's interest in Wilson, <laughs> Addison will do very nicely. <laughs> He'll score two goals. a
2: million. Pounds. Pounds. Um, yeah, Leicester, the, not in the happiest of spirits at the moment. Tough run of fixtures, though, yeah. as well, because they've had to face Liverpool, uh, Manchester United. United. And they did well in both games. Uh, doesn't stop them booing for L. No. Nah. Um, and then... Oh, Spurs. Yeah. The game we've been talking about for the last yes. time,
1: No. I, I think I mentioned this before, but I genuinely think Leicester can beat any team on their day. Like any team in the Premier League, they can beat if Vardy plays well. But that's like why I think they probably shouldn't let Madison go is try and develop him into the, that creative player because obviously they had Mares before hmm. and him and Vardy tore it up and literally, you know, if Mahrez found a ball to Vardy, he would score and they could win matches. Vardy doesn't have that creativity in the moment other than like Madison behind him really. So I think if... If they keep Madison, develop into a good player, like, like Lestick will carry on being a, a great team. I do think they can beat anyone on their day.
0: Uh, they're a decent mm. team. They do love signing B Tech versions of players that were good for them. Ngolo Kante left, they signed Mendy, another French centre defensive midfielder. Then Mares left, they signed Rashad Gazal, an Algerian right winger from <laughs> hey, the French. When it, when it works, <laughs> don't deviate from the plan. They just uh. haven't replaced Rob Hooth, which is
2: upsetting for me.
1: Alan, West Ham going to win this weekend? There's not too much to say about this. Um, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no. Um, uh, I mean, with, they're without Zaha, who's been given an extended ban for sarcastically applauding the ref. Oh, so yes. So that's, um, I mean, well-deserved, I guess. But it, yes. in, in terms of West Ham's hope... Um, that's, a huge, that's, that's a huge
1: bonus. Huge.
2: Uh, Townsend's on pretty good form for them. Uh, they are doing very well at the moment. Uh, our, our Crystal Palace, West Ham... See, not in the best situations but I, I mean we touched on it earlier they did play a good game against Liverpool and probably deserved to come away with three points given the fact that Liverpool's goal was offside um, way, way offside right. side, man. Not even like a little bit <laughs> It's
1: like three yards in front while being three yards away from yeah. the lineman, yeah. linesman um, I, what, Yeah I don't want to mention the linesman too much but uh, no. um, What do West Ham like how do West Ham have to play to beat Crystal Palace? I it's hard to say because we've well.
2: timed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, more defensively organised for one. Um, but we've, when we played well this season, we've just had such a good breakaway attack. Um, when it's been fluid and our attacking game has, in times, been very good, but just inconsistency. And that's, the, that's all I can say about it, really, because at times we just haven't looked like we're clicking or getting it together. And th- but there's certain games, for example, like game against Manchester United, um, game against Everton early in the season, where we're just able to break at pace. Um, that being said, I've said it a lot of times, we did have quite a substantial injury list, some of which are coming back now. The situation with Arnott, which didn't help. I hope now that the January transfer window is over, we can get, well, put together a good run of results. I mean, it's sort of tough now, because we're not getting relegated. But by the same token, we've not really got anything to play. We're in that mid Mid-table bunch now, who are—I mean, you're just fighting for pride now, essentially. So, but I hope (laughs) West Ham can (laughs) can uh, well do themselves justice towards the end of the season.
0: Thing is, you speak of inconsistency. One one thing that has been consistent: Felipe Anderson, who Mm. before coming to West Ham had been labelled absolutely missed inconsistent, like one in every eight games. I think they called him in Italy. He's been solid for you. about, yeah, what, one in two for us? Something like that. <laughs> Which is it's his good return. Which has a West Ham player coach. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and then Arnautovic, for all of the, the behind-the-scenes, off-the-pitch incidents that he's had with his attitude, has started the season really mm. well. Seven goals already. That's more than he got last season or has matched last season's total already. In the Premier League. In the Premier Same League. fact, yeah, yeah, You've got to say Manuel Pelgrini has done a very, very good job. I think he and I think yeah,
2: certainly changed the culture, and it, it was a tricky start to the season, as we said, but I, I do think we're in a much better position than we were last year, um, and forget, we've still got players like Lanzini, Yarmolenko to come back, oh, uh, Reid's yeah. been out for the whole season, who's arguably our best centre-defence, well, centre-back, Defen- centre-back, center back. <laughs> it, defender. Um, <laughs> and there's a variety of, uh, Carlos Sanchez has been out almost the entire oh, shit, season, yeah. Um It's been disjointed, and I think testament to Pellegrini for figuring out plans to sort that out, like using Declan Rice
0: in the field, which turned out to be a master strike. It's genius. One thing I wanted to talk about was briefly mentioned right at the beginning with uh, Zaha being sent off first, sarcastically applauding. Right decision. I'm not arguing that. How was Ashley Barnes not sent off last weekend for probably worse than sarcastically clapping? He shouted at the linesman and then went back for another dig. How is he not getting booked again for that?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, he should be sent off. Like, mm. if there's it no respect to the referee, like, players aren't going to change from getting a yellow card. It does nothing. And like, whether you uh, just red card them immediately for disrespect to the officials, which isn't a, like a bad decision, to be honest. Like, mm. it would make an interesting rule change because it would bring a lot of respect to, you know, players and football in general. Like, Referees I have th- to basically
2: be a lot strict with that. I don't know who the referee was at the time.
1: But, no. uh, you say a lot about Mike Dean, but I don't think he would have, stood by and watched that no. no but it needs to be a consistent thing across all referees like you watch like rugby like the Six Nations at the moment the players are like 6 foot 7 and 200 pounds call the referee sir and like there's well, just so much respect right. there yeah, yeah. and it's there's nothing simple. like you know they swear at referees they spit on the floor at them like Ashley Barnes immediately like you know he, we don't know what he said or anything but he was visibly angry at a decision that was made mm. and like it's not up to the player to decide if it was a penalty or not. It's the official's job. And if you disrespect them, you should be reprimanded. And yellow cards don't do it. Whether you bring in a sin bin thing where you get 10 minutes off, which I genuinely I advocate. I think that's a really good idea because oh, like it doesn't an mean... orange the,
2: card of sorts. Yeah. was suggested in the past.
1: That, like, and that, that makes an sense. intermediate. Like, I don't want to make it too complicated. Like, But yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, like hockey have green cards for... Um, sort of like what a yellow card is. Yellow card is the sin bin and the red card is getting sent off. Like Something like that would make a lot more sense because it's 10 minutes where, you know, your team genuinely are at a massive disadvantage um, losing one of the players, especially if it's like their striker, like Ashley Barnes, where their goals are going to come from. You don't want that to happen. It would immediately teach players respect. Mm. So I think that's something really interesting to, they should consider. But um, judging at the moment, the Premier League decisions on some things, I would not back <laughs> them to be able to introduce that.
2: I mean, it's a good point because I've started playing five-a-side with Danny and the way he treats... Other other players. It's quite disgusting. I'm worried that it's because of what he's watching on TV, and a lot of kids will pick this up. And Daddy's very can be very influenced by what he's, he's on television. Please, sir. He's not, and, wrong. and especially indoors, you can't spit. <laughs> no, I but, but he I do. Does. You do, yeah. I yeah. do.
1: Do you get aggressive when you're playing football?
2: No, not in. I was going to
0: say, I get, I get very unaggressive. I was, was going to say, like, this is why really I limped polite. into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what those bruises are. He did those to himself. Of course. <laughs> It's a pleasure thing. Uh, move on? Yes, let's. It's a pleasure thing. It's a pleasure <laughs> thing. That's the title for the That's start. That's
1: between me
2: thing. and Callum Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Le Quip's player rich list was announced this week. Um, have a guess at who is at the top.
0: It's got to be Ronnie, surely.
1: No, it's messy,
0: isn't it? It's messy. Have you seen by this already?
1: By, by, three... oh, yeah, I, I am in the know in this <laughs> oh, okay. situation. There. By almost 4 million euros. Is it because he's actually paying his taxes right? It's before tax.
3: Oh. so
1: Messi's on 8.3 million euros Ronaldo's on 4.7 uh, closely followed by Griezmann at third I was Neymar at fourth
2: I'm surprised to see Griezmann's name there
1: yeah but I, I mean, mean I d- I'd like to go don't want to lose him and he's a World Cup winner
2: true I'm always sceptical about these I'm not always sure where they go. no there's always a bit Neymar's of ambiguity
1: front. there um, mm. they might get paid in other things but Griezmann. Neymar fourth Suarez fifth uh, Bale sixth Coutinho and Sanchez joint seventh considering Sanchez has hardly played at all this season Hmm. But he's still on that massive lucrative contract where he got from when he signed from Arsenal. Yes, very true. Yeah. Um, Mbappe in ninth.
0: Oh, and he's a teenager. We can't be doing
1: that. He's name. on a mm. 1.7 million. You'll, you'll be more annoyed about the next name on the list. Mesut Ozil.
3: What? He oh, has goodness. not...
1: Pl- like, he's had t- genuinely about two starts for Arsenal this year. This season. He's oh, hardly playing and he's on that much money. Like... This is why they can't how spend can anyone. Lo- how can, they're,
0: yeah.
2: they're shipping two mil every fortnight. <laughs> like, on the, no, mental. two mil a week.
1: T- ego or measure. Summer.
0: Continue not uh, playing football, please. Bizarre.
1: Um, it's mental. And like, how does that motivate players? If you've oh. got someone that isn't playing on 1.6 million euros, which I don't know if it's monthly. There you go, it's monthly. 1.6 million euros a month. So yeah. then you're then trying to motivate players like, Aaron Ramsey to stay. Exactly, because he's quite
2: money motivated now. So if yeah. you're a player like uh, Gondosi or something like that, you're thinking, I've played every season, I'm, I'm busting it up for this team. Yeah, and he's getting... Where's Where's my slice of this? A, uh, a fifth of that, if yeah, that. Yeah. Like, and like I said, that's why Ramsey left, because they couldn't afford him to pay... They could, yeah, like, they
1: didn't Couldn't pay him they, the money to stay.
2: I think he wanted 150, 200, which is a fraction of what I believe was yeah, on. And he's and been a
1: huge, much more influence to that team than that Ozil has. Ozil will be having... Back spasms and illness or something on match days. Consistently which for is, three years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like there's something else going on there about him not playing. So I don't know, do you just sell him in the summer and fund someone else?
0: probably. If yeah. he's if he's not gonna be playing. Get rid of him and, and get someone on board that, that will play and you can give a decent salary to Yeah. Fair enough. Um No West Ham players
1: on that list. No, thank God. And Alve's not far off free command and new contract. Um <laughs> Now, uh French side, avant-garde something, I can't pronounce, uh, have instigated the football manager technique. Okay. This involves getting over 2,000 of their fans to make the virtual decisions for on-pitch ma- uh, like, matches. That's so so the, yeah. they pick the lineup, they pick substitutions, uh, various other things. They're called Oomans. Um, I don't know how it's pronounced. They use a manager's app. That was instigated in 2017 by Kickstarter. To then communicate with the coaches and the manager. Of formations, substitutes. Like who takes free kicks and set pieces. And like tactics on the pitch as well. And there's, there's like 2,000 of them. You can either earn, points on the, earn coins on the app by using it more. To have more of a say. Or you can buy a premium subscription. Which gives you a, more of a say over other people using it. And this picks the
0: side and how they play. Oh, that's like the definition of too many cooks spoiling a the broth there. You're just going to get so many weird and yeah. wonderful formations. In many ways,
2: it's no one tell Roy Keane this is happening because <laughs> he'll kill a man. He'll kill a man he if will, he finds out he this is thing. Well, um, um,
1: Le Pen, who's their um, manager, they're, they're in the regional one league in France, uh, said he has to put his pride aside, but he's very happy. But it's his seventh season at the club doing this so he's put up with it for seven years that man has
2: got is it, patience wait is it you done it every year or is this uh, well it, it was, was instigated in, in
1: 2017 but like sure
2: so imagine that ball beating we're loving your work you've been here five years now you're doing bro- we're gonna bring about? in an assistant
1: manager just to just <laughs> exactly. to help out in the place there's two who, who
2: is it this ipad
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I think about bloody Mesut getting paid almost 2 million euros a month for sitting on the bench. He's not doing anything! <laughs> but like, uh, apparently,
2: I, th- I think it was support of well as- the, the French Federation or something wants to step in because it- it's against some sort of rule. I thought so. how you would well, referee that. Just tweet like, them. Ban-, ban all iPads and phones <laughs> from the game. You'd have like a Mourinho situation where they've got to <laughs> smuggle it in in the laundry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's in that laundry basket? Nothing. 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 Uh, Why <laughs> is it beeping? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> What's that mysterious ticking sound?
1: <laughs> um there you go. that was ridiculous, but it works for them. Like oh. they're the top of the league.
0: Oh, that is wonderful. I mean Can well, you imagine if that had happened when Mourinho was managing United? He would have lost his bloody shit in in one way or another. Um one thing that I, I found from, from this week, which is quite interesting. And I and I'm not gonna explain it. I'm just gonna play it in a sort of crude fashion thing. I'm gonna hold my my uh my laptop up, up. I'm just gonna play it. Just when it finishes, just just let me know, just let me know what, what you feel. That is a South American commentator. Rather than commentating on uh, the game, he just commentated on Venezuelan player Hutado running down the pitch by making car noises, <laughs> which I think, and feel free to disagree with me, is the best piece of commentary I've ever heard. I, I disagree. Martin Tyler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Go uh, on. Wait until you hear the uh, <laughs> Everton cat commentary.
0: Oh, okay, that was... I'm trying to load it on here
1: so I can actually play it. I
0: like the fact that this man clearly went, you know what, sometimes you don't always have to say words to mean something, no. so I'm going to do my best <laughs> in fascination <laughs> of Michael Schumacher's Ferrari yeah. from 2007. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The car says a thousand words. I'm going to speak to you through the medium of engine. <laughs> right,
1: I'm just trying to find you.
2: In many ways, he's transcended the sport. He's on a different plane to us all.
3: <laughs> he's on his own level of commentary now. Yeah, that he's yeah.
0: transcended words, and he's just gone to audio
2: commentary. Yeah. Him and that bloke that just went,
3: Johnny! Johnny! <laughs>
2: Oh, that guy is my one of my favourite commentators. Oh, and, and not to forget, "Release the Kraken." <laughs> Those three, the, the trifecta of football
0: commentary. Oh my god! Uh, next week on Game Time, we'll have uh, other such famous hits from the commentary booth. He's
3: in the penalty area. He's making a run towards goal. This black cat. Now is he going to end up in the back of the net? No, he's just gone wide. Skirted across the six-yard box. Stopped. as a look around. Eyes up the Everton fans. Sees a steward. The steward sees him. Is the steward going to try and catch the cat? No, he's off. The Wolves players go towards this black cat. It's like a fully grown cat. Going towards the, <laughs> the, substitutes. the substitutes stand and wait. Drops the shoulder. Jinx one way, then the other. The cat's still going. Left wing. Running towards the bench now, this cat. Towards Nuno Espirito Santo, who stands arms folded, laughing. The cat... Drifts on into the Everton half now. Pickford comes out of his goal and takes a look at the cat. <laughs> <laughs> at this is brilliant. Tops his shoulder again. A Stewart encroaches onto the pitch. Oh, my God. Here he goes. He's after the cat, but the cat knows it. So he's put in a turn of pace here, this black cat. And it goes running into the Everton penalty area where the, the net's unguarded. Pickford's not there. <laughs> so in front of the Everton fans, the cat now runs for the Everton goal. <laughs> Can he make it? Across the line. He heads towards the post. eyes oh, just wide. <laughs> just wide of, the, of Pickford's right hand post as he oh. jogs towards the police in the corner. <clears throat> This is that's extraordinary, <laughs> by the way. Am I still on? Are we the only thing on final <laughs> score right now?
1: That's John Akers commenting, commentating about the cat on the pitch at Everton. Do
0: you know what's beautiful about that? John Akers, who I think is BBC Radio Stoke. That was his yeah. debut. That was his debut for Match of the Day. Yeah, he finally got on. Absolutely stunning from the man. He, he's
1: been on Radio 1 now. Like he's, he's, it is his career. Oh, um, he's currently the resident commentator at the Radio 1 breakfast show. Um, absolutely brilliant. Love that. Love listening to that.
0: Oh, that is that is wonderful. Alan, have you got anything weird and wonderful from, from this week's football?
1: Just on the subject of commentary,
2: did anyone watch the match of the day when the uh, when Charlie Daniels scored? Yes, yes. and the beautiful I haven't. Uh, Jonathan um I mean, this is a because he must have been waiting for this for <laughs> some time. But Jonathan Pierce, um there's a song by Charlie Daniels, uh uh Devils in the, you know what's the song called? I can't remember what the song's called, but it's oh, I- so there's, there's a band called Charlie Daniels, um, and, and they have a very famous song. I, I can't remember the name of the song, yeah. but he's obviously been waiting for Charlie Daniels. Jonathan Pearce has probably been requesting Bournemouth games, <laughs> and waiting for Char- Charlie. Daniels doesn't often score, so he could shout, Fire on the mountain, run, boy, run, the devil's in the house of the Bournemouth sun. <laughs>
1: Brilliant, brilliant absolutely brilliant oh. um i think that probably brings us to, to a close to be honest Please. it doesn't get much better that than that. Is wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy the weekend's fixtures and we'll be back next week
0: see you later cheers cheers